What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Boyd, joined as always by Glenn Enos. Junior. And Matthew Souza's back, folks. I'm back, baby. We're gonna get we're gonna get DMCA'd for that. Thanks. No, no, as long as it's less than like seconds. Yeah, five seconds. See, I knew there was a rule. That was only like one second. Whatever. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, Sue's back. Fresh from uh, never-ending vacation to some of you. I liked it. Uh, Yeah. You liked it? No. No, I said it felt like it. it. Yeah, Jake Aronson's like, what, he's been gone for three weeks or something? That's what it seems like. It felt like like 21 days. I wish it was 21 days. Just like the the NFL seasons felt like 21 days, but really it's week eight. Holy shit. Wait wait, for yourself. So that means we're, we just, we're at the halfway point. We're at the point of no return. Yeah. Yeah. We weren't going to return. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And there's 14 weeks in the regular season now. So we've done with, we're done with half a season. Half Hope you're enjoying the... fantasy because half of it's gone. But the thing um, is, we still have half left. Half left. Hmm. Half full or half hmm. empty? Who are you? Hmm. hmm. I know who Mason is. Think about. Yeah, me too. Mason is two and five. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> know. Wow. Thanks. Thanks for uh, thanks for enlightening me. Remember I that. Remember six weeks ago. We were like, is this new Mason? New Mason, 2-0. Oh. Yeah, and then my team died. Yeah. But it's coming back. Yeah, slowly but surely. I even um, saw Michael Thomas projected for points. We need yeah. information on that, don't we? Um. Well, I just looked for the record about that. So, uh, still seems like he's not going to come back this week. Wait so, minute, wait I don't minute, know why they're projecting Damn. for points. What the fuck did you just do, Mason? What? Did you just report news when it's not the news segment? Uh, Sousa's, that was a layup for me. Uh, Sousa's the one who started talking about it. So, oh, so here's wow. the thing, Mason, this isn't the news with two dudes anymore. Now, Sousa has returned. So now we're at the news with Sousa. That's right. The news of Suze is back, and we're going to start with <laughs> the dramatic pause. We're going to start right. with the Packers Why? and the wide receiving core. Because, quite frankly, COVID's not gone. Wait, what? And we're starting to see it enter the fold in the NFL where superstar wide receiver Devontae Adams has the Rona because he is vaccinated. Wait, what? Reports said that he is vaccinated. And he got the Rona? And he got the Rona. So, say what you will, but he's not the only one. Because now, Alan Lazard today on the COVID IR list. Wait, what? COVID, COVID reserve list. Yep, that is correct. So now we're down to MVS, who, by the way, is already on IR. Could return this week, so watch out for Valdez scaling. But well, if the thing he doesn't is, come back, 
Thing and Aaron Jones good. is going to catch four touchdowns against Glenn. I knew that was I knew that was coming. But I'm hopeful that that doesn't happen, that MVS does come back, because he is a super athlete, in fact, in case you didn't know. Yes. And don't forget about Randall motherfucking Cobb. Oh, yeah. Robert might be, it might be 2013 again. Don't forget about Jordy Nelson. I forgot about him. Jordy Nelson's in a ditch somewhere, isn't he? Um, That's kind of screwed up. Well, anyway. said it, not me. <laughs> in uh, in brighter news, Jerry Judy's looking to play this week. Hooray! My team is slowly getting healthier, and by slowly, I mean painfully slowly. I feel like I'm the one with the high ankle sprain here. So it hurts. It does it. Jalen hurts. Yeah. 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 It high does. ankle sprains are no joke. I know. So, so and let me get this straight. Judy's coming back this week. Yeah. How many points do you think he's going to get, Mason? I don't know. I hope it's more than fucking Naeem Hines, though. Yeah, it That's probably will be. Mason. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn, who did you – I have a question. Who Wait. did you want to trade Naeem Hines for earlier in the season? Was it Joe Burrow? It could have been. Oh. Because if it was, I want to kill myself. I'll be honest. Yeah, I'll be honest. I am contemplating suicide, shoe of side, if you will. Shoe of uh, side. Because look, man, I have I had to start Geno Smith. Do you guys remember what I said about Geno Smith last week on this very podcast? It was hot. That's all I know. Yeah, well, he didn't do that, and I needed him to because that was the only chance I had of beating Chris. Because Chris had his best week of the year against me. So really, you didn't Solo. have a chance. Oh, I did yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had to start Cameron Brake because Darren Waller died. Um, the day all of. of a sudden, the, the day of. They just said, oh, hey, um, here's Darren Waller's obituary, by the way. Um, I guess it took them all week to write it. Uh, so I had to start Cameron Brake. And uh, Devontae Parker can literally get fucked. Literally get fucked. Uh, uh, By anybody. Actually, no. A a fucking spiky dildo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No PB&J lube. Because this guy was fine then. Last second, tapped out of a game. And he's been glass bones and paper skin ever since. Suck it up, pussy boy. Get on the field. Wait, who are we talking about now? Oh, about uh, Parker. Parker. Who did you think he was talking about? Uh, Jerry Judy for a second. No, oh. Never Jerry Judy. Yeah, Parker like has always Judy. had these issues. Yeah. It's a shame. This must be the, the Miami Heat getting to his head. The basketball not team? The, no, 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 no. No. Not one, not two, not three, not four. Sounds like. Injuries, that is. It sounds like rings. the basketball team just got him in a dark alley and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> they might as well have. Guy has injuries popping up. He's got a traveling injury bug around his foot. He's like, oh, my hamstring hurts this week. And then the next week he's like, did I see my hamstring? Actually, my pop my shoulder out. Fuck. Oh, fuck me, right? <laughs> and, yeah, and it's been that ever since. And then Naeem Hines like, hey, guys, I can't do shit. 
I'm just here. That's all. That's he's just there. Naeem Hines. Yeah. Uh, Good old Hines. Judy is not no the... bad old Hines because he no. sucks. Okay, okay, okay. We got to move on because Judy's not the only one coming back because yeah. we got Michael Gallup. Yeah. The IR. How about Get that? He was uh, on IR from his first calf. Yeah. Guy sucks. But he he's now. What? Um, the Cowboys designated him to come off IR. They now have 21 days. I can't even days. believe that Glenn, Glenn can pretend that Michael Gallup is good. He is good. Dude, Never. I take Cedric Wilson over that guy any day. Rest of season bet. Yeah. Do I smell something? Huh. So you want to bet that Cedric Wilson does better than Michael Gallup the rest of the season? I did not say that. What the fuck? But you just said, my mouth. I take Cedric Wilson over Michael Gallup any day. You want to take them now? Oh. All right, fine. I'll do oh. that bet. All right. I'll do that bet. What do you want to bet? I'll do it. Five bucks. Five bucks. Wow. Five bucks. Virtual shake. You I'm a witness. You're a witness. I'm a witness. All you also, also, you shake. if either gets injured, null and void. <laughs> For how long? Week 16. <laughs> Someone gets hurt. All right from okay. now, if they're now, out, if they're out for more than six weeks, how about that? All right, more than six weeks, because that's like half of the remain, more than half of the remaining games. Now, is this from now until week eighteen, or now until the fantasy playoffs start? Now until the fantasy playoffs start. So now until week eight, until week fifteen. Yep. Okay. So seven weeks. Seven Michael weeks. Michael Gallup versus Cedric Wilson. Yep. All right. Whoever has yeah. what more fantasy points between those seven weeks? What about fantasy points? Sure. That's the easiest five bucks I ever made. All right. <laughs> um, Nick Chubb too is coming back. He had a couple weeks absence with his calf. Just yeah, like gets Gallup. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I don't know why Nick Chubb's coming back when they got fucking Dearness Johnson. Dearness. Hey, Glenn. I have a question. Um, I you might need to look this up for me. Whose team? Is Dernis Johnson on? Friars. Oh, I'm so surprised. Why? What's the point you're trying to make? What the hell is that noise? The sirens. They found out where I'm recording from. I'm getting swatted right now. (laughs) I didn't even hear that. Ladies and gentlemen, we got it. Um, I thought I yeah, wait, why'd you bring up why'd you bring up Dearness Johnson on Friars team? Uh, just because he's on Friars team and he got what? How many points did he get last week? Twenty three. Oh, twenty three. That's right. That's you know right. who got more? You know who got more? Mike Evans. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're gonna talk about that after. This is a news. Susan, continue with the news. God damn it! More people are coming back. To Rod Taylor. Who? Don't fucking correct who? me. <laughs> Uh, he he Hi, was Rob. on IR. Um, he's returned to practice Wednesday. Wait, so you mean tomorrow. Dirk Mitchell's out? And uh, Texans head coach David Culley said he was our starting quarterback, and when he's healthy, he will be our starting quarterback. I think that's good I'm news for Brandon Cook's owners, Mason. It is good Yeah, news. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Susan? I hope so. I hope so. Oh, oh, continue with the news. <laughs> okay, I, hope so. I hope so. Um, what else? 
Um, Bears coach Matt Nagy has COVID now. Well, thanks for that. Damian Williams had it. it. There's a bug spreading around. There's four players on the COVID list. Can Craig's whole team get it? That'd be great because uh, I need to win this week if I want to keep my playoff hopes alive. That's kind of screwed up. Mason, Wilson. If you can't beat Craig's team, I mean, his team sucks. You see what it did last week? What did they do last week? Fucking 84 points. I had 77, Glenn! Well, I mean, if you can't beat 84 points, then what are you doing? I told you, New Mason, same asshole. That's what it is. That's me. Yeah. That's me, baby. Right? Right? Um, Zach Wilson, Jets of the uh, quarterback of the Jets, is expected to miss two to four weeks, which means, uh, well, Mike White replaced him. Who? But they're also getting Joe Flacco back. Mm. Joe Flacco could be starting this week, which is which is interesting. Nice little mid-season trade with the Jets and the Eagles. Do you guys know that the Jets potentially got more for Joe Flacco? Or uh, the Eagles got more for Joe Flacco than the Patriots got for Stephon Gilmore? Hmm. Well. We really do live in a society, bro. That's fucked up. Joe Flacco is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Uh, Stephon Gilmore is a Super Bowl winning cornerback. Right. Those sound very similar. But it's not the same. Mm. Last thing I'm going to say here is that Patrick Mahomes cleared concussion protocol and is expected to play Monday night against the Giants. Good. Suck it up, you baby. Because he took a rough hit to the head. That's, that's, that's a, little, a little disrespectful. I mean, he, he almost got his head clean, like cut off. Like the knee to that. I thought his neck was like, like, I can't even. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm trying to think it, it of. It was. Yeah. It was, right? But a snap back and, and he's, he's good, I guess. I don't know. The, the, the human body can be flexible at times. How flexible? Like, very flexible. Like, how flexible? Like, you can bend something backwards, and then it goes back to where it was before. Like, right, Mom's neck. Where I'm going with this is, can you put your foot behind your head? No. Only when he's having sex. Can you or won't you? I can't. No. I would try. go to the hospital. Did anyone hear what I said? What'd you say? What? said, can he put his leg behind his head, his foot behind his head? And I said, only when he's having sex. I guess so. What? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) But if I'm not having sex, I can't do it. I'm insinuating that he is getting fucked. I understand that. But why did he agree to it? (laughs) I said, I guess so. I don't know. I don't know what he was. I didn't know what he meant, so I just went with it. You know those videos where, like, they're in a pretzel and they got both yeah, legs yeah. behind their head or behind their arms? Videos of what, Glenn? A video <clears throat> of, of women praying very passionately. Yeah. You guys are screwed up. That's the news, guys. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, man. What you don't you don't put your feet behind your head when you pray? <laughs> can't say I do. <laughs> I can't do it. That's fucked up. You know. You should try it. Yeah. Heard heard it's nice. That's Susan. 
You really let Jesus into your life that way. We got to reel this in. Um, <laughs> the Stellar Stars of the Week are brought to you by Reddit Rumble Vibrators. Finished a job that your man or woman or guy who bends you in a pretzel started. Gentlemen, week seven, the best of week seven. What do you got for me? Now, here's the thing. Okay, we try to be unique with our stellar stars of the week. Because I could easily just go Cooper Cup every single week. Yeah, I'm sick of him. But we like to mix it up. There's some names who haven't got the Stellar Star Award, you know, so every week we try to do new names. Except um, when Mason finds out that somebody on his team did well, nine times out of ten, he is Mason's Stellar Star of the Week. Uh, yeah, but that never happens because my team sucks. Right. But this week. But the guy that I'm going to say has never been a stellar star before. So technically, I'm still fulfilling what you said. Right. So go ahead. Anyway, uh, my stellar star of the week is Damian Harris. Um, yeah, I know. Typical. Uh, Damian Harris rushed for 106 yards, had two touchdowns. And two receptions for seven yards, totaling for 24.3 fantasy points. And the thing is, is that he had two touchdowns, but he could have had like four. What? Oh, I miss it. Sousa? No, I have, to, I have to step away for a second, so I was going to try to squeeze mine in quick. I thought Mason oh. was coming to a close. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. My solo star of the week <laughs> is wide receiver. Wide receiver. He's good. And his name is Michael Evans. I wanted certain someone to think I was going to say Jamar Chase. Uh, Michael Evans had <laughs> six receptions for a 76 yards, big whoop, three touchdowns. Okay. This is his best game of the year. Coincidence? Eh, it depends. Depends Wait how you look at it. Wait a minute. 28.6 fantasy points. You just cut Mason off so you could give your stellar stars. I thought you had insight on Damian Harris. No, because I have to step away, so I wanted to get mine out, and then you guys can continue. Well, I could have went after Mason and let Mason finish his point. I'll be right back. Okay, whatever. That's what I All thought. right, now, now, we got, now we got his stellar star of the week, so now I can continue. Yeah, uh, go ahead, Mason. Talk about Damian Harris. So, obviously, Damian Harris uh, oh. popped, the, popped the fuck off. Um, and he had 24.3 points. Finally... Finally, my man got got some got some respect, you know? A little free a little free Damian Harris. We just say free Aaron Jones. I'd say free Damian Harris. And also, my man had two touchdowns, but he should have had like four. Uh the Patriots were blowing out the Jets, so most of the starters got pulled. Um and JJ T- Taylor had two touchdowns at the very end of the game. Um Obviously, they were on the one-yard line, so you could argue if the game was a bit closer, like instead of it being 46-3 to or 13, if it was 35-13, to maybe Harris is still in there, gets the other two touchdowns, and we're talking about an almost 40-point week from him. So, though he only had 24.3 points, I think uh, he kind of got screwed a little bit by 
the end of the game game script uh but still promising game you know working towards something maybe on the uptrend here you know 9.8 17.3 24.3 can i get 30 points this week from him probably not but whatever so but it's something uh, that you're gonna put put your legs behind your head and uh, pray for right oh yeah for sure right. 100%. um yeah, Damian Harris was awesome. Susan brought up Mike Evans before, also awesome. What Susan failed to mention was that he traded Mike Evans to uh, my nemesis, Mr. Jake Fryer. And um, Jake Fryer actually had Mike Evans on his team, which led to him defeating Susan this week. Yeah, because we all know what happens when you put people on Jake's team. They do well. Right. That trade, I got to be honest. I don't care that Susan's not here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we don't get fuck them. I that trade annoyed me. You know why? Why did it annoy you? Tell me because why. Because Fryer was dead in the water. Dead. He was done. Done. He was done. done. He would have lost this week. He would have had the same record as me. And you know oh. who else is dead in the water? Me. No. So, you got guys been... coming back. You lost five straight, but now you can win five straight. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get carried away there, Glenn. Uh, okay. But still. My man was dead in the water, or at least, you know, had a considerable uphill battle, okay? Mm-hmm. But Sousa said, hey, Cole, you can, you can have, have it. it. Yeah, yeah, literally, literally. Well, here's so, the thing. I mean. I don't get it. I don't get it. Panacha brought this up to me. That, uh, if Jake doesn't make those two trades, one with Sousa and one with Craig, um, he'd be one in six, probably. Sousa said in the power rankings that if he didn't make that trade, that Fry would have beat him by 0.1, but I don't believe Sousa one second. I think he was just saying that, hoping that none of us would do the math, but I'm going to do the math. Are you sure? Because he really knows about getting beaten by decimal points. So. Ooh. I, oh. wish, he, I wish he was here for Oh, he just missed it. He doesn't even know. He doesn't even know. Yeah, he doesn't even know. Fuck it. Oh, he's going to have – and we're not going to tell him. you got to listen back. Come on. Nope. I will tell you this, Sousa. We talked a little bit about your trade with Jake. Mason said you're a fucking dumbass. I did not say you're a fucking dumbass. I said the trade annoyed me. No, I said the trade annoyed me because Jake, for all intents and purposes, was dead in the water. My man was on an absolute island. He Hmm. He was trying to trade for people with a box of scraps. And people let it happen. So here's the thing. So before anyone ever complains about Fryer doing well in the league again, just remember, you let it happen. And that's to you and Craig. Well, here's the thing, Mason. Here's the thing, Mason, that people forget about too is uh, both years that Sousa made a big deal with Fryer. Both those years, Fryer went on to win the championship. Mm, Interesting. So... And last year when I traded Aaron Jones, the recipient went on to win the championship. Hmm. But I'll say this, Mason, about the given Fryer life. In my power rankings, if you read them, he actually would have beaten me no matter what. Yeah, I don't believe you. Because he, he had Ramadre Stevenson, Patriots running back, and he had him because he liked the matchup against the Jets. Pass, um, pass catching running backs against the Jets, apparently they've been doing well. So when Stevenson was out, he would have went with Bolden who had a freaking crazy game. 
16.9 points. How do you know he would have went with Bolden? Because I discussed it with him. I'm like, you had Stevenson in there. Since he was out, would you have picked up Bolden? And he said, yes. Maybe I would have picked sense. up Bolden then. Why didn't he pick up Bolden instead of starting fucking – what do you start instead? Well, Dang because if we, if we didn't do the trade, he wouldn't have had Aaron Jones, so he would have had an empty spot there that he would have had to fill. Um, and I would have lost by point one, so that would have been another laughing stock. So either get yeah, but you would have trade or you would have lost. One. You would have lost by point one, but then yeah, but you also would have started Van Jefferson, no? No, instead of Hasty and Michael Hardman. Hardman, it would have been Jones and, and Evans. I already did the math, and the numbers don't lie. I don't know. It's spelled disaster for you. It's sacrifice. Exactly. Oh, all right. Fucking see you. <laughs> He's gone again. All right. Uh, Glenn, did you give me your stellar star? No, I haven't. All right. Go ahead. Um, my stellar star of the week is um, a man that people were kind of sleeping on. All this Derrick Henry talk, all this Jamar Chase talk. All this Jonathan Taylor talk. People forgetting about Alvin Kamara. <gasps> and last night on Monday Night Football, uh, he gave you a reason to remember his name. Last night in half-point PPR, Alvin Kamara scored 28.9 fantasy points. Now, Mason, he had 20 carries, which is great for him. But he only had 51 yards. Um, so now if you look at that, you say, how the fuck did he get to 28.9 points? Well, I'm going to tell you how. Because not only did he have 20 carries like an RB1 should, he also had 10 receptions for 128 yards and a touchdown, like a wide receiver one should. Damn. Yeah. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? Where'd you get that? Um, Alvin Kamara, stellar star of the week. Possibly could be. Stellar star of the year. If things continue this way, why not? What's stopping him? Why not? Why not? Uh, but yeah, Alvin Kamara doing Kamara things. It's good to see that. It's good to see that if you drafted him high. It's good to see that if you drafted over Derrick Henry, which fuck you if you did, because Derrick Henry's <laughs> a man. But um, yeah, Alvin Kamara. That was Stellar Stars of the Week. Brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators for the job that your man or woman started. All right. Uh, up next is uh, look, dude. You know what? Normally, right? Mm. Normally, mm. for this next segment, we have a very defined code we go by. But we all agreed that we want to, you know, needle someone a little bit. Uh, so. It's time for fuck of the week. Brought to you by uh, <laughs> PBNJ Lube. If you're going to get fucked, you might as well use Lube. Now, Mason, I, I, I want to bring out a small disclaimer here because there's a lot of shitty performances yeah football okay and there's a lot of guys that you count on and there's a lot of people who fuck you week after week in fantasy they fuck you with your legs behind your head hands tied behind your back oh wow right? that's kind of, that's impressive yeah right it's like your legs your arms go over your legs and then they're tied while you're 
feeder behind your head. Anyway, but this week, this week, Mason, there was one performance so bad, so disgusting, so stinky that it just might have fucked your fantasy team the most. I know it fucked. I know it fucked somebody in our league, especially where you draft this guy. Oh, my right. God. Especially, like, the money that was invested in this guy. Ooh, get your money back. You know who we're talking about? You know who we're talking about, Souza? Oh, I know what you're talking about. We're talking about the so-called goat, the, the, the baby goat, okay? Who? People compare this guy to Tom Brady. People have the audacity to put this motherfucker in the same breath. As Thomas Edward Brady. Isn't there a Patrick in there or something? Does he have two middle names? There's a Patrick in there, all right. Oh. (laughs) Yes. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. This guy. This guy fucking sucks. MVP. How bad? Most valuable pussy, bro. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I said it. Guy blows. He's not, you know what he is? He's a fraud oh. on a fraud team oh. with a fraud defense ah. and a fraud head coach who won a motherfucking fraud Super Bowl. Ugh. This guy, 20 of 35, 206 yards, one interception, one fumble. Mm-hmm. Six carries to 35 yards, resulting in 7.74 fantasy points. Oh! Against, mind you, the Tennessee Titans, which have, who have one of the worst secondaries in football. Undisputed. Undisputable fact, by the way. Is Mahomes washed? Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. It's not really. I don't know. It's not really for me to say. I, I can't. I can't put all my eggs into that basket, saying that Patrick Mahomes is washed. Because the thing is, I mean, we've seen what he can do in the past. You know, we've seen him do spectacular things like no look incompletions, <laughs> throwing the ball out of bounds with his left hand. You know, it's um. Yeah. I we even saw him putting nine points in the Super Bowl. So. That alone, it, it kind of reminds you of what Patrick Mahomes can be. And to say he's washed, uh, I'm not going to be the one to say that. No, no, of course not. But I have some interesting tidbits for you right here. So, Zach Wilson, rookie QB on a terrible Jets team, leading the league with nine interceptions. That sucks. Patrick Mahomes... Has nine interceptions. He's tied for the most interceptions by a quarter, quarterback in the 2021 NFL season. Um, He's on the same level as Zach Wilson. Wait a is second. What I'm trying to say. Wait a second. Now, nine's a lot, right? Like nine's. That's over one per game right now. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like it, golf, Glenn, where like you want less interceptions, like less. Interceptions are bad. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Interceptions are bad, is what you're saying. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And the guy that you just mentioned is tied with, is tied with Zach Wilson for the most bad things a quarterback can do. Yes. And then I mean you can go even a year further. Last year he only had uh where is it? One second, six interceptions last year, the whole season, six picks. He already has nine. But on top of that, in 2020, he had 19 dropped interceptions. I love watching this video. It's just a Twitter video of compilations of Mahomes throwing terrible throws into the defender's arms that just get dropped. 19 of those. So if you, if by any chance those were caught and he had over 20 interceptions last year and he already has nine now and no. he can't score a touchdown in a Super Bowl, no, I don't know, man. See, Susan, that's why I got to cut you off. I cut you off because of two reasons. One, it's not last year. I don't care about last year, okay? Two, we can't go by hypotheticals. We can't go by ifs. A wise man once said, if wishes were fishes, the world would be an ocean. But what we do know is facts. What we do know is numbers. And right now, the numbers are telling me that Patrick Mahomes has the lead league in interceptions. Right? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, it's a good thing they're not paying him a lot because that way you can spend money on your team in different ways and, you know, try to improve, like, something like a defense or a secondary, right? So. Oh, Sousa, do you want me to tell him or do you want to tell him? You can oh, tell him. Tell me what. What? But I got, I got some bad news for you. What's that? You know how you said at least they're not paying Patrick Mahomes that much money? Do you yeah. want to know how much they're paying him? Um, I mean, you figure a professional athlete making some good money. Uh, he probably makes – he's a quarterback, so probably makes at least $2 million. Yeah, he actually signed a contract making him the highest-paid player of all time. Wait, what? Yeah. You mean to tell me – the guy who is leading the league in interceptions, which is not good apparently for quarterbacks, is the highest paid guy in the sport. Yeah. How much do you think it is though? Well, if it's not 2 million, it's gotta be at least double. Um, uh, I'll go four. His contract is worth half a billion dollars. Yeah, I know. Half a billion half, dollars. Half a billion, baby. Half a billion dollars. Half a billy. To be the yeah. week seven fuck of the week. Yep. I would also raise this. Do you guys think the Patriots are a good team? Oh, this is tough. I gotta check the numbers real quick. Um, it says here, hold on. It says here that the Patriots are three and four. Yeah. Do you think that's good? Have less wins than losses? Well, the thing is, you want to win games, so. If you have more losses than you have wins, it's probably not that good. 
But three is right after four. So at least they're close, you know? I'd yeah. say the Patriots are probably, like, mediocre. Okay. Mediocre. Guess what? What? The Chiefs have the same record. Who's that? Who's the Chiefs? The team that Patrick Mahomes, week seven, fuck of the week Patrick Mahomes, plays for. Suit. Wait a second, wait a second. I'm trying. My brain can't simply comprehend this right now. So, I know it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to like the Chiefs really think about. The Chiefs are paying a guy half a billion dollars to not only be the week seven fuck of the week, hmm. but to only win three out of seven games. Yeah. Well, obviously, right. there's a big problem here. And I don't know what's going to happen if we can figure this out because the Chiefs got to start winning games, right? I think – you want to know my honest opinion? Look, I mean, well, the thing had, is, Mason, look Mahomes all we had talk is with injury, right? Why don't, you ju- why don't you just cut Patrick Mahomes and start Chad Henney? Mahomes a bum anyway. That's some big talk. Susan, I, I'm I'm kind of, I I had more planned uh, for this podcast, but I, I I might have to might have to call it short. Like I, I I'm getting a headache trying to comprehend the numbers and how this all makes sense. It just doesn't. It's weird. Sometimes in life, you do things that come back to haunt you. Hmm. That's that's all I'm going to say. And by the way. Uh, to be fair with Mahomes, when I brought up last year's hypothetical dropped interceptions, that actually happened to a lot of quarterbacks. There's a whole list of this Twitter account with Matt Ryan having 19 dropped interceptions. Josh Allen had 21 dropped interceptions. Don Brady had 15 dropped interceptions. So I take that back. Uh, well, I didn't factor that in anywhere. No, I know, I know. Work. You already think he's, he's, he sucks on his own, apparently, right? Right. Okay, um, we got to move on before... Um, you know, Craig well, talks so, to us again. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, why wouldn't Craig talk to us? Because we've got at least 10 minutes of just bashing Mahomes. Well, I'm not bashing him. I'm just trying to comprehend why the numbers don't add up and why this doesn't make sense to me. You would think somebody that you pay half a million dollars would be the best in the league. Wouldn't have the league lead in a stat that is bad for a quarterback. And you would think their team would be good. Here's another thing. Sometimes in life, you buy too high. Like in the stock market, sometimes, you know, a stock is looking so good. It's going up, up, and up. You're like, oh, look at all that money I could have made if I had gotten in early. It's looking great. It's best. You finally drop the money to buy it, and then it goes over and starts going down. That's what the Chiefs did with Mahomes. He won a Super Bowl. He was peak. They paid him that peak value, and then he sold up. He, he drew. And I mean, you already paid him. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Cousins get one of the best uh, contracts at the time. Yeah. Susan, you're lagging a little bit for me. Oh, sorry. Yeah, same. When you're um, screw Kirk Cousins. How about, um, fuck. The, the tall-ass quarterback that was on the Texans. Oh, Brock Osweiler? Yes. He had a contract. 
a good one too. So wait a minute. So we're getting to the point now where we're comparing Patrick Mahomes <laughs> to Brock Osweiler. And Zach Jesus Wilson. Christ. Uh Mason, wrap this up, man. Uh yeah. This has been Fuck of the Week, brought to you by PB and J Lube. If you're gonna get fucked, you might as well use Lube. Um <clears throat> honestly, Pat Mahomes owners feel for you. Definitely gonna send you some uh some PB and J on the house. Um and, nice. and before we move on, because I know, I know exactly what Craig is going to say. He's going to be like, Do you say the Patriots are better than the Chiefs? I never said that. I never said that. So let's move on. Why does he sound like Jerry Seinfeld? Because uh, that's how I imagine him. Okay. Um, gentlemen, I, I got something special for you in week eight. Okay, we're going to mix things up a little bit before we get to our pigskin pick them, before we get to starting the grill and spewing off some sizzling hot takes. I got a little something called the name game. And what this means, Mason, Sousa. Is I like that, games. Well, I didn't ask that. Shut up. So what this means is we've seen seven weeks of NFL football. So we can kind of put it in our minds of who's good and who's not good, like Pat Mahomes. What I'm asking you now is I'm going to give you two players, one after the other, and you're going to tell me who you would rather have for the rest of the fantasy football season on your team. That's all good? That's all good? You ready to play the name game? Yes. Yes. Well, gentlemen, come on down. The first question of the name game for the rest of the season, who would you rather have? Antonio Gibson from the Washington football team or Corduroy Patterson from the Atlanta Falcons? The rest Ooh. of the way? The rest of the That's way from tough. here on out. Sadly, I got to say Corduroy Patterson. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy because you had him. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. I did have him. Mm. Um, but he catches the ball a lot. Like he's practically a receiver, mostly. He does most of his damage through receptions. Um, and on top of that, he gets carries, but he's also like phasing out Mike Davis to where Cordell Patterson might be the guy there, or at least get like maybe more than half of the work. Because Mike Davis, he was an honorable fuck of the week with only one point, and uh he's not that good. He's just not that good. He's not that sustainable, at least. He had flashes on the Panthers last year. But um, Gibson's good, but then he has injury risk that he's been dealing with his, his shin or whatever that he uh, he missed a week or he got hurt in one game but came back the next week he's, or something He's like been that. playing every week with a shin injury, so. Yeah, I don't know. Mason, what and you obviously, saying? seven weeks oh. in, you can't deny the numbers. I think I, think I would err – toward i can't believe i'm saying this i if you had told me no in the beginning of the season that we'd be having a conversation of who would you rather have antonio gibson or corduroy patterson i'd be like where did you get this weed because i want some yep uh i honestly i think i have to go with patterson as well i think i don't know man like i just i just think that he has more I think he has more upside in the Falcons offense 
than Gibson does in the football team's offense right now. And like Sousa said, there's a bit of an injury concern as well with Gibson. Not substantially, but, uh, you know, could be it's like, a, yeah, it could be a nagging thing that, you know, makes Gibson play at like uh, 75, 80% for the rest of the season. And I mean, Patterson, say what you want. I mean, we thought it was a flash in the pan at first, but he's been consistent. <laughs> so, and if there's one thing that Gibson has not been, it's consistent. And the fact so. of the matter is they're both running backs in our league, ESPN, and Patterson's ranked ninth. Gibson's ranked 17th through seven weeks. That's a nice sample size. I mean, it can't be like a one-game fluke keeping him RB9 through seven weeks. He's been doing it. Uh, I think he's been double digits every week except week one while Gibson has had a few single-digit dud games here and there. Who do, who, whose team is Gibson on? Uh, JV's. JV. Okay. So we're now past the point of um, what is gas and what is cash. Now we're looking forward. We've seen seven weeks, like you said, Gibson, Corduroy Patterson. I agree with you, gentlemen. Corduroy Patterson is the guy to have in Atlanta. I'm t- Antonio Gibson, at the start of the year, he was going late in the first round, early in the second round as your RB1 that you drafted. When were we drafting Corduroy Patterson, if we even were? Wild. Where would we draft him? Is that what you said? No, I'm at the beginning of the year. Where did you even was Corduroy Patterson even drafted or was he a waiver? No, I picked him off off of waivers. Seven dollars. Uh, it's funny how time flies. I know. Yeah, Almost. for real. Moving that's on. What, that's what happens every year, man. <clears throat> the next one on the name gate, and this one is for you, Mister Matt Susan. Oh shit! <laughs> Here we go. I mean, it's for you too, Mason, but specifically for Matt Susan. Oh, gotcha. Number two, Jamar Chase, wide receiver on the Cincinnati Bengals, or Tyreek Hill, wide receiver on the Kansas City Chiefs? Ah, man. These are some good names, Glenn. Really makes you think about where we are in fantasy. It's got to be Jamar Chase. Oh, my goodness. Right? Right? I mean, Mason, talk about it. He's I'm not been, talking out of it because you guys unstoppable. know I was I was high on Jamar Chase. I was the only one out of all of us that said Jamar Chase was cash when we did this back in what week four, week, week two, five. Okay, even earlier. So look, Respect. I think we're starting to see Joe Burrow step back into what he was a continuation of what he was doing last year before he got hurt. You know, um, and obviously they had the chemistry going in uh they had the chemistry going back to college um and i think it took a little while for burrow to find his stride even more so than chase i know chase had the drops in the preseason drops are kind of overrated in my opinion because on a fact that the their the targets that they're getting i think are more important um than the actual drops themselves and I think Chase is just, he's dynamic. He's a dynamic playmaker, Um, you know, and Hill is also, he's been banged up as is the uh, majority of the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are doing that thing, that classic thing that every team that makes the the Super Bowl and loses uh, goes through where they kind of have a down year the following year. I mean, we've seen it time and time again with, 
teams going to the Super Bowl, and the next season they fall off a little bit. They're definitely not the same team that they were a year prior, and I think that's happening to the Chiefs this year, and it's happening to everyone across the board, whether it be Mahomes, uh, Tyreek Hill. Kelsey's obviously still uh, the best tight end, but tight end is still mostly because of the volatility at the position. Um, so I'm going chase. I'm saying I'm going chase. Yeah. And he's been so consistent too. Um, Tyreek Hill. He's great. He has a 42 point game inflating his, his, his value. He's wide receiver exactly. three with a 42 point game and chase is still better at wide receiver two double digits every single week while Tyreek has three single digit games. So he's more consistent. Um, Jamar Chase is more, I think it demands more targets because there isn't a Kelsey. Say what you want about Uzama, but uh, Boyd and, and Higgins aren't doing too much. Higgins has been okay. He was injured for, he's been injured for most of the season, but then how can we forget? Mahomes sucks. Two games. So, so that's Tyreek's quarterback. No Burrow better than Patrick Mahomes. Well, the thing is, it's funny that, you know, we talk about one chief and we're big up Mahomes again. Uh, for number three of the name game, who would you rather have for the rest of the season? Patrick Mahomes himself or the GOAT? Or Tom Shannon. Brady. Hey. Um, <clears throat> Tom, I, Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I, no, I, I was saying Tom Brady as like he was the other person. I wasn't saying Tom Brady. So you're oh. telling me right now, Susie, you wouldn't trade Tom Brady for Pat Mahomes straight up? Tom Brady is the quarterback one right now. There's no reason to trade him through seven weeks for Mahomes. I can't do it. I would rather have Brady uh, because I think I think the thing about Brady is that we've seen it. They're on the fuck you tour. That's what oh. the Bucks are doing this year. They're on the fuck you tour. They're time and time again. Brady is in shotgun at the fucking one-yard line for no reason. My man is padding the shit out of his stats. And obviously, Patrick Mahomes does not look good now. Say what you want. I know he passed the concussion protocol, but I think they, you know, skirted him through there a little bit because they want their star to be able to play in a game, in, in games going forward. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm taking Brady. And on top of that, Brady has more weapons. I mean, Tyreek's great. Kelsey's great. Uh, even anyone in the backfield, uh, Clyde or Daryl Williams. But, I mean, the Bucks have Evans and Godwin and Brown and Gronk and even Fournette's been catching passes and making plays. Scotty Miller. Tyler he throws Johnson. the ball to the other team less. So, it's he's just been on fire. I'm sorry. Did you say he throws the ball to the other team less? Yes. <laughs> Three interceptions for Brady on the year. All right. We talked about two Chiefs and we talked about a bangle earlier. We're going to talk about another bangle. Number four. Would you rather have Tyler Boyd the rest of the way or Robert Woods? Hmm. I would say Woods because I think – I don't think that Van Jefferson has emerged like I thought – personally, I thought from early on in the season – it looked like Van Jefferson might emerge and overtake Robert Woods on that second wide receiver spot. Um, but I think the thing is, is that in that offense, I think 
there is a little bit more upside. Because I think Robert Woods is still the definitive wide receiver, too. Now, if you would say, would I rather have T. Higgins or Robert Woods? That's a different story. Um, but Yeah, you said think, Tyler Boyd, right? Yeah, Tyler, Tyler Boyd. Boyd. Tyler Boyd's yeah. a wide receiver three in Cincinnati, I think definitively behind Jamar Chase, obviously, and uh, T. Higgins. So I think that on account alone, I think Robert Woods still has those weeks where he's going to have big weeks, whereas Tyler Boyd, I think you're kind of, it's like a dart throw if you like need him. Um, or like, obviously yeah. he's a good piece in our league because we have a 14 man league. So it's a little bit deeper. But in like a 12-man league, I think he's kind of like a bench guy that you save if Higgins is out, you know, something like that. I agree. It's Robert Woods by a lot. I mean, Tyler Boyd's ranked in the 40s, while um, Robert Woods is wide receiver 18. And he's actually been – he started pretty slow and disappointing, but he's been pretty solid lately. Like, I wouldn't be disappointed with him if he was starting for me. Double digits the last four weeks, 12 points, 21 points, 10 points, 12 points the last four weeks. He has week two and three were kind of disappointing, single digits. But um, other than that, he's been all right. Probably less than what you expected, maybe with your fourth-round pick or even third-round pick. I don't know. But he's been he's been all right. Way more reliable than Tyler Boyd, that's for sure. Than Tyler Boyd. We're fine. We're switching to tight ends, okay? I'm talking who would you rather have for the rest of the season? Would you rather have Dalton Schultz from the Dallas Cowboys? Or Big Cock T.J. Hawkinson for the Detroit Lions. That's a good one. That's a mm-hmm. tricky one. Because I don't know if you've noticed, Mason, but Dalton Schultz was kind of on fire. Like, he was tight end three going into the bye. And he didn't do that for me last year <laughs> when I drafted Jarwin and then had Schultz as the backup. Didn't do that at all. Oh, I had I had Jarwin earlier this year. Obviously, I picked the wrong guy. Um, um, I think I would go with. Oh man, that's tough. This one's actually really tough. Um, on paper, right? I want to go with Hawk because I think he's. Con. I think he's the better talent between the two. Think? personally, but the problem is is that the Lions suck so bad and Jared Goff sucks so bad that it works against him. Whereas even though Dalton Schultz is in an offense that has a lot of mouths to feed, I think he has higher upside. I think I'm going to go with Dalton Schultz. This is really tough because Gallup's coming back, and I'm not sure exactly how that's going to interfere with with Dalton Schultz target. It's not. Um, well, here's the thing, Susan. According to Mason, Gallup sucks. So he does. Don't worry about that. He does. And as of like the last four weeks, he's been so consistent. Double digits, four weeks in a row from a tight end. I mean, he only had really, from a tight end standard, he only has one bad week where he got two points, 2.8. Other than that, it's been great. Um, exceptional, if you will, while Hawkinson's been more inconsistent they're ranked about the same schultz is five hawkinson six you could argue that dalton schultz is the most consistent pass catcher in the cowboys maybe and i guess the ranking's not very fair because um hawkinson didn't have a buy and schultz did so i think that's why schultz is ranked fifth because i think the ranking goes by total points 
yeah. not by average points. So I think I'd go with uh, Schultz because, to Mason's point, probably the best one, the Lions suck. And you, you, it's it's a headache. He has upside, but he can also drop shit. Yeah, because, I mean, you have to think of it this way, too. I know Khalif Raymond has come on a little bit in the past few weeks. Um, but the thing is, is that Hawkinson is still basically the guy there. And I don't know, man. Like, Schultz is still playing better. You know what I mean? And I guess you could say that. Technically, defenses really only have to defend Hawkinson in the past game, but I don't know. I think the higher I take the higher upside offense personally with Schultz because I think you know at the very least Schultz is going to get more cracks in the end zone for sure than Hawkinson is uh, because the Lions blow; they don't score a lot of points, uh, and you know Hawkinson is going to have to get most of his points off of receptions and and yards which, you know, I, I think obviously you get the touchdowns with Schultz. It's a little bit, a little bit easier. But so, Schultz. I'm going Schultz. Schultz. I'm going Schultz. Susan. Me too. Okay. Moving on. Number Damn, six. Damn, we ain't done? We ain't done. Nice. Three more. Damn. Number six. We got a pair. A pair. Of wide receivers from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who would you rather have for the rest of the season? Michael Evans or Tony Brown? That's good. Because Mike Evans just had a really great game, but there was no Gronk. There was no Antonio Brown. I do think when those guys are back, Mike Evans will be back to how he's been with solid games, double digits, but then he'll drop three points. He did that twice already. Um, I'm going Brown personally. Um, because Brown is That's more crazy. in the vein of what Brady looks for in a receiver, whereas Mike Evans is a kind of go-up-and-get-it guy. He doesn't run great, uh, great routes, um, and he's known to quit uh, for sure, whereas, like, Antonio Brown, so he's a psycho, obviously. Uh, it's well-documented. But for whatever reason, the guy buys into whatever Tom tells him at all times. So I... I think that he's he's more of Brady's type of receiver where uh you know he can he can line up outside, he can line up in the slot, he's a great route runner, obviously has great hands, catches the ball in traffic, and that's Brady's type of guy. So uh and it always has been. So I'm going Antonio Brown personally. That's so tough. I mean they're on the same team, so a lot of it's the same playing field. But and Brown has been almost better. It's tough because this last week, but you know, Evans just had a really down game while Brown had like 19 or something. He seems to be looking for Brown more. Evans is a nice red zone threat, but I don't know because I've had to deal with this question before. I was trying to trade with Craig, there would have been a swap between Brown and Evans, and I had to really think about it. Because Brown, honestly, as good as he's been, he only plays 50% of the snaps, which sounds bad, but he's also making it work. So I don't know. And but and on top of that, Evans actually gets the best corner most of the time. So maybe Mason's right. Maybe it's Brown. Mm, maybe. Maybe scholars can fly in my pants. Well, it's not about what I think. So I'm just come on. 
You gotta give your. Oh, uh, well, I'm glad you're facilitating. I don't want to give Fryer any insight on who we should keep and who we should trade. So. Fair enough. You know. Moving on back to tight ends. Okay, two former teammates, but now after a recent trade, on different teams. Would you rather have Zach Ertz of the Arizona Cardinals or Dallas Goddard going forward for the rest of the year? Zach Ertz in his first game with the Cardinals. Uh, if I can pull it up real quick. Had 14.5 fantasy points and half point PPR. I'm talking three receptions for 66 yards and a TD. Would you rather have Zach Ertz or Dallas Goddard for the rest of the year? Um, I'm going Zach Ertz. I know he's only been there for one week, but I think Arizona has the better offense. Obviously, um, you know, they have Hopkins who commands a lot of attention in the defense at all times. Uh, and I think Ertz, kind of, it might've been one of those things where like Ertz might not be as bad as people think he is, but his time was kind of up in Philadelphia. Maybe he just needed to change the scenery. We've seen a lot, you know, that happens. People get traded, kind of lights a fire under their ass and start performing a little bit. And I mean, Kyler was looking for him a lot. And that's a dimension that I think the Cardinals offense has missed, uh, you know, since Kyler got there is a reliable tight end. Um, and Ertz has done it in the past, obviously. Uh, we'll have to see if he can be as consistent uh, going forward. But I think he has good upside there. And for me, I'm just not – I've never been a big – I've never been a big fan of Philadelphia in general. And I don't – I'm not a big fan of – of their offense personally. Uh, and Dallas Goddard is, I think, a decent tight end, but I don't know. I feel like he's just not consistent enough for me to trust him. Whereas at least Zach Ertz has done it in the past. You know what I mean? He's been a reliable target uh, before, obviously not for quite a few years now, but I don't know. I think I, I like that. I like that trade for the Cardinals actually a lot. <clears throat> Makes sense for them. So I'm going Ertz. Susan. I'm going to go with Ertz as well. I don't trust the Eagles passing game. And with all the weapons that Kyler has with Hopkins and AJ Green and Kirk and even more, I think they open up the field and allow tight ends, Zach Ertz, to get out in the open and not really be covered because the defense has so many guys to worry about. I feel like Ertz might be on the bottom of their list and he will probably find a way to get open on a nice high-powered offense that's undefeated. So they're obviously doing something right. He already had a nice game with week with his first game there. He had a nice one with some clear miscommunication as he's still learning the offense. I think is only up from here for Ertz. Nice. And then last but not least, damn, we're talking quarterbacks. And Mason, you just shot on how much you hated Philadelphia's offense. Well, would you rather have? Jalen Hurts for the rest of the season? Would you rather have Lamar Jackson? Hmm. Uh, Is this a trick question? Oh, dead ass. I'd rather have Lamar Jackson. Would you now? Because last time I checked, Jalen Hurts is the number two quarterback in fantasy. That's crazy. 
Number two quarterback in fantasy and also what? It's real. I'm looking right at it. How, bro? Because how Mason, because he hasn't had a week under 20 points all season. Oh, so he's the actual running back quarterback. This is what you're telling me. I'm telling you, it may not be pretty, but Jalen Hurts puts up points. And he's continued to do that. Yeah. He's averaging 24.4 fantasy points every week. Your number two quarterback in fantasy behind the one and only Tom Brady. And you just told me you'd rather have Lamar Jackson for the rest of the season? That's a tricky one, man. The numbers don't lie. I'm trying to think about what the difference would be. Um, Because you're right, he hasn't had a game under 20 while Lamar has. Lamar, I think... He might have more upside. He had a 40-point game, but. Think about it this way. And I'm not trying to, like I said, I'm just a host. We've seen, I think, Lamar's best game, a 40-point game. I don't think we've seen Jalen Hurts' best game yet through seven weeks of football. I don't think Jalen Hurts has put together a complete game of football. You don't think. No. I mean, although he's never gotten below 20 points the whole season, he's never got above 30. I'm looking at the stats right now, and really what it's come down to is rushing touchdowns. Um, Lamar Jackson has more passing yards. He has more rushing yards. But Jalen Hurts has five rushing touchdowns. Jackson has two. They have the same amount of passing touchdowns. They both have 10. Lamar has one more interception. So Lamar kind of either ties with him or beats him in most of those categories except rushing touchdowns, and that's got to be the difference. He said he averages – Hurts averages 24 points. Lamar averages 23. So, like, they're really not far behind. Lamar's number four. So I ask you again, who would you rather have for the rest of the season, Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson still. Sorry. Lamar Jackson. I'll be honest. I take anybody at quarterback right now, basically, on my team. So I got to go with Lamar. Interesting. It is interesting. That's a good, good, uh, good thing you brought up. Hmm. That's it for the name game. Just something to ponder. I mean, I tried to make it a theme of your household names versus guys who have emerged this season and have proven their worth. And I think I accomplished that goal. Um, it's just wild to think about through seven weeks of football, how things can change year to year, how one guy who's normally nasty can be good. And then guys that you don't expect come out of the woodwork and just perform week in and week out. Um, I, I got to say in fantasy, man, the numbers don't lie. It, your fantasy football team might look sweeter when you have those household names. And then you're looking at line and be like, yeah, I know that guy's good because I know what he can do. But meanwhile, and we said this in the past, especially when my dad's waiver wire teams were like, this team blows. It shouldn't happen. However, they continue to perform even though they're not household names. It's all about what you do on the field. doesn't matter if your name's Pat Mahomes or if your name's Joe Flacco. Yeah. It's true. That's true. And with that, um, you guys are going to start calling me daddy because I'm almost at the top of pigskin pickles. 
Yeah, you've been doing nice. <sighs> yeah, another Not bad me, week for me, bro. Another bad week. I mean, I'm kind of a genius. But apparently I'm not as much as a genius as ESPN 47325696. But I'm catching up. I'm only three games behind him with lots of football to go. And I've created a little gap between Susan and Mason. I dig it. You guys ready for the pigskin pick them this week? Yeah, I'm ready, babe. All right. Yeah. Well, on Thursday night, we got the Green Bay Packers. At six and one, heading to Arizona in the desert to face the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. Now, this Mason, if you don't watch this Thursday night football game, you'll never watch Thursday night football. Um, I'm picking the Cardinals. True. This is a good game. This I'm picking the game. Cardinals because. Well, all of the wide receivers on Green Bay are dead. Well, I think that's a good point. Right, but I'm gonna list a better point. Okay. Okay. All the wide receivers may be dead. Aaron Jones is facing me in fantasy this week. And the that's last at time least four touchdowns. And the last time Aaron Jones faced me in fantasy, he went the uh, four for four. He went the four for four with 38 fantasy points. So Unless the Cardinals can outscore Aaron Jones and the Pittsburgh, uh, the Pittsburgh uh, Green Bay Packers, I mean, I, I don't. Give me the Packers to take down the undefeated Cardinals. That's without Devontae Adams. You're going to see, as much as I hate to see it, the greatness of Aaron Rodgers this week on the road. You guys already picked the Cardinals. Yeah, we're going to Cardinals. Uh, Yeah, I'm going with the Cardinals. All right, then. We're going to move on to Sunday. And at 1 o'clock, we got the Carolina Panthers who have lost four in a row after starting 3-0. Going against the Atlanta Falcons, who I'm pretty sure have won three in a row after starting 0-3. Does that make sense? The Panthers? Oh, the Falcons, yeah. Falcons. Yeah, I think Mm. you're right. Sounds right. I don't Sounds know for right. sure. Yeah, I don't know either. Do the Falcons, man. I'm Me gonna too. take I'm taking the Panthers. Uh I hope Sam Donald's benching, little fire under his ass. Mm. Uh also rumors that Deshaun Watson, people thought that he was gonna get traded to Miami. They were the front runner in the offseason and for most of the season for him to get traded there. Now it seems like it seems like he might potentially go to the Panthers in a trade. So be on the lookout for that. Hmm. Huh. I'm still picking the Falcons. Um, the next game, Buffalo. Picking Buffalo. Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. Buffalo. I was just Buffalo. about to say it. Yeah. Uh, Miami Dolphins do not have a chance. Nope. It's Buffalo. The well-rested Buffalo. Bills. Um, San Francisco 49ers coming off a tough, wet loss on Sunday night football to the Indianapolis Colts. Now face a Chicago's Bear team who just got embarrassed by the Super Bowl champions. Who wins this one? Give me the 49ers. 
Yeah, yeah me the too. Niners. Big Debo game coming up against the Bears. Pittsburgh Steelers coming off a bye at three and three. Now go to Cleveland to face the Browns, who had 10 days to prepare off their Thursday night victory against the Broncos. Is Baker playing? Do we know? Is this something that we should have addressed in the news? Maybe. Don't know. No, that's a good point, Glenn. According to someone at ESPN, yep. Baker Mayfield is expected to practice on Wednesday, barring any setbacks. So I still think it's in the air. We got to see how his practices go. But he should be practicing tomorrow, mm-hmm. which is a step in the right direction. I think we can all agree. Give yep. me the Steelers coming off by. Give me the Browns. You got Chubb back. Landry's back. Baker is looks like he's going to be back. And they hate each other. Give me a statement win right here, baby. Susan? The Browns. All right. Chubb. Get the dubs. That's right, baby. Yes. Susan, you're Detroit Lions. Almost, almost snuck away with a victory in L.A. Jared Goff's homecoming. However, almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. They're 0-7. How can you walk by a mirror every single day and look at yourself knowing that you root for this team? Because I don't root for this team, Glenn. (laughs) Um, Well, somebody has to. Yeah, someone does have to. And unfortunately, people pay to go to these games who are Lions fans. Man, and I'd rather gotta, pay a part of Pat Mahomes' salary than go watch the Lions play football. People pay to go to a Lions game. You'd have to pay me to go to a Lions game. Yeah, it's it's sad. It really is. I don't know what to say. They tried. They pulled all the tricks, didn't they? They scored first. They got the onside kick right away. They went up ten nothing. Fake shocked punt. the fake punt. And they Stafford's still on the sidelines saying, where was this when I was there? <laughs> and it didn't matter. No, Matt Stafford was not saying, where was this when I was there? He's like, oh, I know this all too well. They're still yeah. going to lose. You think they, that game was they ever know a doubt for him? He, he knew. He knew that the Lions were going to choke it away. He knew it. Yeah. They're going to do it again this week. I'm taking the Eagles. The Eagles. Yeah, I got yeah the Eagles aren't that great. Like in actual football. Nope. But... but the Lions are even worse. Yeah, they are. Yep. Tennessee Titans coming off a big W against the Chiefs. Mm. And now sit atop the AFC South at five and two. Below them, though, just below them, it's the Indianapolis Colts and Carson Wentz, who picked up a huge victory on national television last week. Colts at home against the Titans. Who are we picking? This is a good matchup. And I'm going to go with the Colts. Wow. I uh, the first my first click was the Titans, but the Colts have been lighting it up. And Wentz, Jonathan Taylor, RB2. Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman. They've been they've been lighting it up. And the odds are in the Titans' favor. 88% of 88% of pigs can pick on this pick the Titans. But I'm gonna go with the Colts here. Well, see, the thing is um Usually Derrick Henry, when he faces a division rival, tends to go off. 
And usually Derrick Henry, after having a bad week, and by bad week, I mean 17 fantasy points, tends to go off after that. Um, so not only you got to stop Derrick Henry in this game if you're the Colts, but now A.J. Brown is getting back into form. He looks like the A.J. Brown that you wanted to draft. Against me. Julio Jones continues to get healthier. I don't know, man. Tennessee Titans, they just beat the Chiefs. They can be afraid of the Colts. No. Give me the Give me Titans. The Titans, bro. Tie up. Tighten up. Oh, yeah, Glenn, it was funny. You were like, Derrick Henry tends to go off against divisional opponents. And in my head, I'm like, Derrick Henry tends to go off against every motherfucking team he plays. <laughs> I mean, doesn't matter. It's just yeah. extra special against the division. Um, Cincinnati Bengals at five and two. Hold on, hold on. Your division leading Cincinnati Bengals, right? Yep. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they, if all I heard the show, show baby. Not just the division leading. If the season ended today, they'd be the one seed. And the AFC, AFC, in the AFC leading Cincinnati Bengals. They're not crazy. Gonna, the Jets just lost fucking 85 to 0 against the Patriots. You think the Bengals are going to lose to the Jets? No chance. Give I ain't lost the, to the Jets. Shh. Give me the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the Bengals too. Is this a Did trap Joe game? Flacco? Oh my oh. God. Trap game. Is Jamar Chase going to get less than 10 points? Is Burrow going to get less than 10 points? Is that your, is that your sizzling hot take? No. He's just wishing bad things on me if an Anjo's team. No. no. I oh, wish yeah. only that, that was a know, Glenn, I don't even care that Joe Burrow is on your team, and I don't care that Jamar Chase is on Panacho's team because I want the Bengals to do well. Wow. You asked Times Mason this changed. three years ago. Oh. I want Mason, the Bengals Mason to from do three well. years ago would shoot me now. Yeah, he would. He'd say, yeah. the fuck is wrong with you? And he'd also say, Isn't my underbite gross? God. What the fuck? Um, L.A. Rams at six and one, travel to Houston to face the one and six Texans. Rams. This uh-huh. also stinks because it means that Jalen Rams is going to be on Brandon Cooks the whole game, and that pains me. Yeah. Um, New England Patriots three and four, mediocre territory, facing a team that's pretty good. The Los Angeles Chargers are four and two, coming off bye. You giving the Patriots a chance in this one on the road? Give me the Pats. Oh, Jesus Christ. Give me the Pats. Now, look, we didn't talk about this, okay? But Patriots <laughs> won 54-13 to 13 last week, okay? It's against the Jets. I understand that, all right? Now, did that really prove anything, anyone? No. We all know the Jets suck. However, you can serve as a game to get yourself. It could be a launching point, right? So, you know... It's not a, it's not a, like, am I, am I going like, you know, doing somersaults because the Pagers blew out the fucking Jets? The Jets suck. Okay. They blow. We've established this. They are fucking putrid. Right. However, a game like that can serve as kind of a get right game. You know, you kind of get all your ducks in a row, you know, maybe get the ball rolling a little bit. I think this game is at least going to be a lot closer than people think it's going to be. Um, yeah, give me the Pats. I'm uh, going with the Chargers. I Herber, just, am, I just ignored week. everything you said, and I'm picking the Chargers. Question. Right. What? Asking for a friend. 
are the Patriots, are they going to shut down Mike Williams or Austin Eckler or both? Or Keenan Allen because Mason has him. That's true. That's true. Bill will probably shut down Keenan Allen because that's my luck. Probably say, yeah, the guy who the guy who Herbert doesn't throw the ball to, shutting that guy down. How about Bill shuts down nobody and the Chargers beat the Patriots by three scores? Damn. Is that your sizzling hot take? No, it's not even that hot. Give me the Chargers. Chargers. Lick my butt. Mm. Excuse me? I said it. Jacksonville Jaguars at one and five coming off by face the Seattle Seahawks. We just had a loss on Monday night. Geno Smith led Seattle Seahawks. Can the Jaguars win two straight games? Probably not. Mm. <laughs> See, like on can, paper, though. right? You, you look at you look at the percentages, right? And every, you know what everyone's thinking, right? The Jaguars stink. It's the Seahawks. Eighty-five percent pick the Seahawks. Fifteen percent pick the Jaguars. I think this. <clears throat> you know what? Oh, <laughs> just short circuited. Uh oh. Picking the Jaguars. I am too. I'm going to the Jags. James uh, Robinson back from bye. Also, in in terms of Geno Smith, he is who I thought he was. <laughs> a bum. Yeah, I didn't watch that game last night, but I heard it was putrid to watch. Yeah. Um and that's that's half of that game's going to be in this game with Geno Smith. Yep. So I'm going with, with Trevor. I'm picking Trevor. the Seahawks. Unfortunately, I want I want to go with the Jaguars, but do it. Join us, Glenn. Uh, I'm picking Gino. And then you got the Washington football team at two and five. Um, heading to Denver to face the Broncos. See, this game's tough because, like, once again on paper, you're like, damn, bro, Washington's played like shit. The Broncos are okay. They get Jerry Judy back this week, which will help. But then at the same time, they lost to the Case Keenum-led Browns last week. Like, that's bad. Mm. You lost to Case Keenum. Mm. Uh, I'm still picking the Broncos. <laughs> Broncos. Give me the football team. Judy, he- though. Eh, it don't matter. I think Heineke gets a dub. Um. I think it's going to be a big Gibson game. I think so. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah, I think so. He's due. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at six and one traveled to New Orleans to face the Jameis Winston led Saints, who are four and two. That's crazy. I don't think the Saints are that good. They're not. They're not. Give me the Bucks. 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 Look at that bean. Beans like and that. cornbread. Bean, baby. And then on Sunday Night Football, we got the... The 5-1 and one Dallas Cowboys coming off a bye. Travel to Minnesota to face Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. All those names I just listed aren't going to matter because it's the Cowboys on Sunday night. Give it the Cowboys. Both off by. Like uh, it's yeah. at home. Does not matter. B.O.B., both off by, doesn't matter. Give me the boys. 
Be careful, Glenn, this week. I'm going with the Cowboys, but this could be a very close one. It'd probably be close. Um, but Cowboys have shown that they can win close games this year. And Gallup's going to get two touchdowns. He might. Last but not least, Monday Night Football. Two shit teams. The New York Giants at 205 <laughs> against the Kansas City Chiefs at 3 and 4. I mean, it's honestly a pick them. I don't know why. Yeah. It's pretty, it's, this is going to be a close game, dude. Um, Jeez. My, you know what sucks? I keep picking the Chiefs and they keep letting me down. Yeah, I know. The Chiefs are like the Falcons now. Uh um, I'll, I'm picking the Chiefs. I mean, I'll pick them, but I don't like it. The only reason I'm picking them is because they're at home. The Chiefs. Yeah, how many total points? Got to be 69, right? I think so. Yeah, me too. That was the pigskin pick'ems. Um, right now, let me just turn it. Ah, Jesus. Hot takes brought to you by their burgers. Of the burgers, good. Dur, 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 dur. Yes. What? <laughs> dur. That's yeah, right. yeah, nah, right. All right. Fucking guy. Dollar in the jar. Sizzling hot takes for week eight. I'll get mine out of the way. All right. Do it. Jacksonville against Seattle. There we go. I picked the Jags. And I think it's going to be on the back of James Robinson. He's pretty good. Remember uh, Travis Etienne? Oh, <laughs> yeah, what could have been? But it's James Robinson, and it's his backfield, and I think he's going to go off fresh off the bye week. Seattle's not the best, especially if Geno Smith's going to give him short fields. He's going to get 150 yards and three touchdowns this week, James Robinson. Nice. Three. Um. So my season hot take is coming much sooner. It's Sunday. It's Thursday night, baby. The Green Bay Packers wide receiver core is ravaged by COVID. Uh, as as of the current point in time of Tuesday, October 26th. Uh, so who's Aaron Rodgers going to throw the ball to? You may be saying, well, they're just going to run the ball to Aaron, uh, Aaron Jones. Nay, I Nay. say. Because Robert Tanyan is going to have a fucking day. Hmm. I'm talking two touchdowns, 100-plus yards. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Back to back, to oh. back weeks, your sizzling hot takes have been just shitty-ass players. What do you mean? Robert Tony is not bad. Jesus Christ, he's better than Geno Smith. Not that much better. Oh, my God. That is a bold-faced lie. Dude, Robert Tony, up until last week, 
I think last week was that his first week he caught a touchdown since like week two. I think he had back to back weeks. I checked. Geno Smith also. Do you know Geno Smith is? Robert Tonyan, the 21st ranked tight end, played all seven games. Uh, this is Robert Tonyan. He has two weeks with touchdowns. In those weeks, he scored 14 points and 12 points. Let me read you his stat line for the rest of the season 1. 1.8, 1.1, 1.8, 1.3, 2.0. Wow. Yeah, you know what the difference is? In all of those games, Devontae Adams was there. Aaron Lazard was there. MVS was there. Now he's got Randall Cobb, a pretty decent tight end, and a motherfucking dream, baby. Sizzling hot take. My sizzling hot take is for Sunday Night Football and the Dallas Cowboys coming off by. Um... I told you Dak Prescott's going to win MVP and come back for the year in the same season. This is going to be one of his signature games. Dak Prescott on Sunday Night Football is going to throw for over 300 yards. He is going to have five touchdowns to five different receivers. Hmm. Damn. Damn, that's right. We like that. I'm talking one for Cooper, one for CD, one for Gallup, oh, one for not, Schultz. Not Cooper. Craig has him. No. And maybe one to the running backs, whether it's Tony P or Z. Maybe one not to Cedric Charles. Wilson. Not Cedric Wilson, because I got a bet with Mason. You might Cedric even get Wilson, you might even hit Noah Brown for a touchdown, but I know it's not gonna be Cedric Wilson. So <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Sizzling hot take that goes off on Sunday night football. Um that was Sizzling Hot Takes brought to you by Dur Burgers. Are the burgers good? Susa, you let me down one more time. You're off the show. Dur. Thank you. Thank you. God. Gentlemen, week eight is coming up. Halfway through the regular season. How are we feeling? What's 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 the best thing that you can look forward to to the end of the season? Is it your fantasy team? Is it the Patriots? Is it, you know, looking for what what are you looking forward most for the second half of the season? Um I guess it's it's my team. My team's starting to get a little bit more healthy now. Hopefully I can, you know, start with Craig this week. Uh, I think the probably the harder portion of my schedule is done, in my opinion. I had like Jake Aronson, uh, Amaral, back to back. So um, a few of the most the higher scoring teams. So hopefully he can get right. I still need to shove a horseshoe up my ass and rub a few rabbit's feet for good luck in Craig's league because it doesn't fucking matter what I do in that league. I keep losing. I got the wagon this week, Mason. I faced Craig's undefeated team in that league. and Oh, you ready. mean you face you face the Craig Cooper Cups this week? That ain't going to matter. I'll beat him. All right. I hope, I hope you do. Matter if he has Cooper hope Cup. Do. doesn't matter if he has Amari Cooper. doesn't matter if he has – Couple coops. All I know is I'm beating Craig and Jim and Skip this week. All right. You heard it here first. Mark the tape. Susa. Susa. What are you waiting for in the second half? Waiting for the Lions. I'm it's look- not gonna happen. I'm looking forward to getting my full healthy lineup finally set because I've been without Montgomery for a while. And now I got Barkley I'm dealing with. So it might take a while, three, four weeks by the time everyone's finally healthy, and I can't wait to finally have my maximum lineup. That's what I'm looking forward to. Will it happen? 
Who the hell knows? All I know is you better hope you uh, string together a couple some couple wins in between that time because three or four weeks you string together some losses. You might be on that playoff fringe. Well, am I going to make the playoffs or not? And then at the end of the year, if it comes down to uh, a Panacho or uh, who are you facing in week fourteen? Prior. Oh, if it comes down to one of them end of your season, not going to be good. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But history has shown you only need seven wins to win it all. But that we have an we have an extra week this year. Yeah, I was gonna say you're not factoring that into play. Might take eight this season. So three three wins out of the next seven weeks, we can we can do this, right, guys? I I I need five wins, actually. I got Zach this week. I need six wins out of the next seven. Oh fuck me, I'm screwed. Fuck. Damn. When you put it in those terms, oh. My season's already washed, baby. Woo! It's not impossible. We're gonna we're gonna have to see Craig and Mason this weekend, and uh, again, we're gonna again. hear Mason. We're gonna hear Mason go. There go my season. <laughs> oh, if I lose this week, McCaffrey not for sale, baby. Respect that. So McCaffrey um, still is for sale. Technically, yes. Eyebrows, eyebrows. The yeah. problem is. Is that every fucking time someone goes, I said, McCaffrey's for sale, everyone goes, hey, man, um, listen, I've been looking at your team. Uh, if you want to make an... Oh, you, oh, you, 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 you muted yourself. Yeah, you muted yourself. <laughs> Sorry about that. As I was saying, I keep, I keep getting these texts. This is what it is. Three three o'clock in the morning, people sliding in my DMs, being like, "Hey man, I noticed McCaffrey's for sale. Uh, you want to take a look at my team and uh, see if anything catches your eye? You know, present me with an offer for it, bitch. You're trading for my player. Fuck you. Why do I have to come at you with trade offers? I'm the one saying he's for sale." Right. Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay. That's all I gotta say. That's that's Panacho to a T. Who no, do you want for Henderson? Or no, I was like, uh, what? Or what can myself. I get for this guy? Or who do you want for uh, whoever I have? It's like, no, that's not how trades work. If you want to come to me for a trade, offer a trade. Don't make me come up with something when it's your idea. The only thing I say it drives me nuts. Is I say, if I'm ever asked for a trade, I say, would you be willing to trade this guy? first mm. and then if they say yes then i present an offer that's it that's all it should be that's it that's what it should be but i know why they do it i know why because then they get they get in your headspace to see what you want and it's all about psychology mm. and, and they keep their cards close to their chest exactly while you open your hand and legs foot behind the head and everything yeah i got Full jake, circle. Se- jake sending me seven paragraphs about why i should make a trade no offense, Jake, but if you got to send me seven paragraphs to justify it, I'm not making the deal. So, what do you want? Who would you want for McCaffrey? Zeke. <laughs> Maybe. Excuse uh, me. What can what can I get for? No, I'm just messing with you. All right, um, that's it. We'll see you next week, guys. It's week eight. More importantly. Get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.